You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. With amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Happy Monday, everybody. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Today, we'll talk about how Dan Mullen is building a bit of a QB factory in Gainesville. I'll talk about some Gators in the MLB, because, I mean, I want to talk some baseball, and there's not really Gators baseball anymore, so yeah. Um, And we'll talk about Florida's case for linebacker U. Um, It's a toughie, (laughs) I'll tell you that. Thank you to those of you who left a review. Um, please do continue to do so. Genuinely, I love seeing them because, um, I mean, I've had quite a few that have made me laugh, and that's a blast for me at least. I don't know if anyone else, uh, if anyone else has read them, but specifically the one that I was talking about last week was really fun. Um, unfortunately, it has been deleted, but uh, I still have it screenshotted. So. To that person, um, thank you. I think that they felt bad. I called them out, so I'm sorry about that. But to that person, thank you. I thought it was hilarious, and I have it saved. Um, Getting right into it today, we have Dan Mullen building a bit of a quarterback factory. I know it's something that Florida's not known for at all throughout its history. Just by any stretch of the word, Florida's not a quarterback factory. However, hear me out, Dan Mullen, quarterback guru, he puts his quarterbacks in a position to succeed. Whether you want to call it the scheme being favorable to quarterbacks or easy for them or helps in pad stats, whatever you want to say, uh, fact remains, Dan Mullen helps his quarterbacks in every way he possibly can. Um, Florida, right now, and over the past couple of seasons, has had more quarterback talent than we're used to seeing. I know that uh, Florida's helped put guys, helped, I will say helped, because of course they didn't even finish school here, but has helped put guys like Jeff Driscoll and Kobe Brissett into the NFL. Um, But there's a reason that they left Florida to go continue to get their NFL uh, prospects set up, I guess. Um, so yeah, Florida's not really used to getting guys to the NFL. We've seen Will Greer, of course, different reason why he left, but you know, the point remains, um, where Florida's had quarterback talent, but they always seem to leave Florida and then have good careers, which is like, yay, that's awesome. Um, I mean, you could say what you want about guys like Jeff Driscoll, but he's been in the NFL for five or six years now and the average NFL career is 3.3 years. So it is what it is. But yes, Florida is not used to having talented quarterbacks, uh, but Dan Mullen is now kind of changing that. Um, Kyle Trask, no matter how you feel about him, because I know he's a pretty polarizing prospect, or at least he was going into the draft this year. Um, he went from 
pretty much a nobody, like a literal nobody, and Dan Mullen helped him develop as a quarterback to become a Heisman finalist, and he was a second-round pick on a team that is probably making a deep playoff run again this year. Um, so, yeah, there, there's that because that's just awesome to see. That's, that's fantastic, and it, it helped Florida a lot because – Trask getting that Heisman love uh, put us even further in the spotlight. And when it comes to recruiting, stuff like that matters. I know, or at least I kind of wish it didn't, but it's in my favorite team's favor, so I'm cool with it. But like, if I was a fan of a team that didn't get a ton of national spotlight, I'd probably be pretty peeved about that. Um, Emery Jones, of course, is someone who's I'll say he's made strides as a passer since getting to Florida. Um, He already, like, he hasn't started any games, but he's already got that hype as a possible first-round pick, as a a possible uh, Heisman candidate. I know, personally, for me, he's the guy right now like i realize that sounds so biased one i don't care two i think it's got legitimate cause we've seen this offense with mobile quarterbacks before they make things work they make things happen emory is a mobile quarterback that has a pretty big arm from what we've seen so far and if he can consistently put together high level of play we're looking at a Heisman finalist here. Again, back-to-back Heisman finalists, back-to-back different Heisman finalists. Um, and, I mean, we've got guys like uh, Anthony Richardson, Del Rio, Evers, all expected to be Gators uh, and be here for hopefully a few years. Of course, we'll see how that goes, just given... Uh, how much talent there is at a, at, a spot, at a spot where you really can't have multiple guys get uh, significant snaps. And at some point, odds are one of these guys going to be like, well, if I want to have an NFL career, I need to either win the job here or start somewhere else. And I'm not winning the job here. So at some point, it's likely that one of those guys will transfer um, I do think this year we'll see Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones both play um, decently. I think Emory's going to start and hold on to that spot for the season. I think Richardson will come in uh, as a bit more of like a smash-mouthy kind of quarterback. Um, we'll probably see them both on the field at the same time. You know, it, it it's going to be fun, I'll say. Uh, but, you know, Dan Mullen is doing everything he can to get quarterback talent here. And he's got an offense that's very quarterback friendly, and he's got an offense that I mean, he's he's proven that he can help guys develop a bit. Um, of course, it didn't happen with Tebow, but I mean, hey, tight end baby. Um, but we've seen Dan Mullen help Kyle Trask. I do think that the short time that Dan Mullen was with Felipe Franks that helped him a, at least a bit. I know they didn't get like a full Felipe career out of it. Um, but I, I do think that what Felipe picked up from Florida, specifically the uh, the taking care of the ball part of it, because that was something that was uh, that was a concern for people with Felipe Franks at least, and they're like, oh, like he 
he throws a lot of picks. He threw four last year. He threw three, of course, in four games um, in his last year at Florida. But, he, yeah, he, he's a guy that he got helped a bit, I'll say, by Dan Mullen. Um, Kyle Trask, of course, yeah, was, like, the example to bring up. You could also bring up the Dan Mullen helped – Dak Prescott at least show that he had enough to be an NFL quarterback and that helped him get drafted uh and obviously it's worked out fantastically for him I'm looking forward to this because obviously as we keep putting out quarterback talent we're going to keep getting uh obviously players want to (laughs) win you know players want to win games they're going to see Florida with high level quarterback talent and other positions will follow um, Florida, the state, has no problem producing skill guys. But now that Dan Mullen can bring in quarterbacks and prove that he can develop them and build them, I'm thinking that's a fantastic thing for these Gators long term. And I, I think that it's really going to help solidify Florida as a bit of a quarterback factory. And that does it differently than Oklahoma, too, because Oklahoma, over the past few years, has brought guys in giving them one strong year and then dipped out. Um, that's not what's happening here. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to keep looking forward to it. I'll get back to this on another episode as well, just because I think it's something that we can really go deep in on and talk about how these guys are developing and how they're getting helped at Florida. And it's something that I'm probably going to need much more than one segment for. I think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year. If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 3,300 odds, and I'm just saying, I'm going to take them. <laughs> bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and most importantly, reality TV. Go ahead with your bachelor and bachelorette. You do you. I'm not into it, but go, have, go nuts. <laughs> with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets and it's 100 percent free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts make sure to use promo code locked on that is l-o-c-k-e-d no space o-n of course as i mentioned earlier uh, today, I'm going to talk a bit about a few Florida Gators in the NFL. I just put four guys because, honestly, I'm I'm hoping that you guys will care about it. We'll see. Let me know if you if you give a dang. Um, personally, I put my favorite <laughs> player there first. Uh, not my favorite player in the MLB, but he is, uh, I'll, I'll say he's second favorite or third favorite. He's top three. For sure. I'm a Mets fan. Uh, Pete Alonso, who is just a freak of nature. Uh, my God, he has just some of the most raw power that you will ever see. And that makes me so dang happy. Uh, just it, I've, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, and I mentioned it to just people when I'm just having a conversation with them. Uh, Pete Alonso is one of my favorite cases i guess one of my favorite experiences as a sports fan because he went from my favorite college to my favorite mlb team or favorite pro team and was successful there uh 
So that that's something where it's like I'm hoping for the same thing with Kadarius Tony. You know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope for the best. Obviously, I want him to succeed anyway, but he's on my favorite team, so I especially want to see it. So I could especially enjoy it and be especially happy about it. But Pete Alonso is the Mets' second round pick in 2016. Uh, in 2019, he finally got to the majors and set the rookie home run record, um, which is just uh, insane because he's just it was like ridiculous to see. Um, he had 53 home runs in his rookie year that I believe the record was set the year or two before that by Aaron Judge. Um, and Pete did it better because he's a better baseball player. Um Pete Alonso is currently batting 260. He's got a 345 on base percentage. And fun fact about his career, Pete Alonso, despite um, you know, whether you want to call him polar Pete, um the thing that I can't say because it's very inappropriate, Pete, um no matter what you want to call him. He's never been caught stealing in his professional baseball career. Uh, I mean majors. I don't have minors numbers, but majors, never been caught stealing in his career. Um, and do with that information what you will, because he's got two career steals in three years. But <laughs> but the fact remains that Pete Alonso has never been caught stealing in his MLB career. Um, looking at the next player, we've got uh, Anthony Desclafini, who is someone who he's been playing for longer than the other guys on this list, really. Um, the significant margin. Pete Alonso is the second longest tenured guy on this list. But uh, Anthony Desclafini is here with the San Francisco Giants now. He's also played for the Reds and Marlins. I want to say this year he's got a 6-2 and two record. So six wins, two losses, and 13 starts. He's got a career high. I mean, I hate this. This is one of those things where it's like, um, I do with, I do this with the draft. It's like, oh, like higher pick or lower pick because it's like, well, what do you mean better? Uh, he's got a career best ERA, uh, 3.09, which is just, I mean, fantastic compared to the rest of his seasons. Last year he had, granted last year he only played nine games, but he had a 7.2 ERA. Uh, earlier in his career, he had an ERA of just under five. He had an ERA of 6.3. So he's been pretty uh, all over the place, <laughs> but this year he's got, uh, so, okay. Um, from 2014 to 2020, he had one complete game, one shutout, uh, this year he's got two complete game shutouts. So he's having without a doubt the best year of his career. Um, he's, I uh, got the Third most wins of his career already. Of course, we are only in June, though, so plenty of time to get there. He's three wins away from his career high. So if he stays healthy, it's likely that he'll get there. Most impressive thing, of course, is that he's allowing a batting average of just 203, which is fantastic, of course. So great for him, and hopefully he keeps it. Giants are one of my favorite MLB teams, so hopefully he keeps it going. Uh, next up is Jonathan India, who is someone who uh, we got the pleasure of watching just a few years ago <laughs> in Gainesville. Uh, he was the fifth overall pick to the Reds in the 2018 draft. He was also drafted in 2015, but he's a 26th round pick to the Brewers. So, no, um, coming out of American Heritage. But, of course, yeah, then he went to the Gators, and he ended up making it to the MLB uh 
I believe he was on the opening day roster this year, so that's I mean that's amazing for him. He's currently batting 248. He's got an on-base percentage of 358. If you don't know baseball, um, batting average is how many hits you get uh, out of all your at bats. On-base percentage is how many times you, I mean pretty self-explanatory. How many times you get on base out of all your at bats? Um, so yeah. There's, there's that. He's also been like, I, I don't know what you want to do with this information, but uh, Jonathan India has played in 52 games, and he's been hit by a pitch eight times, and I feel like that's a lot because that's getting hit by a pitch every uh, six and a half <laughs> games. He gets hit by a pitch, and that seems like a high clip. Uh, that's just like that's like it, it's impressive, um, but not in a good way. <laughs> like it, it's impressive how horrible how often that can happen to someone. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what you want to do with that information. Uh, I do believe that's the most in the MLB this year, at least, which is also impressive. Because hey, wow, look at that! Look, another Gators rookie leading uh, leading the MLB in something as a batter. Good job. <laughs> and uh, last up. For the Gators, I have Brady Singer on the list. Royals pitcher, of course. He was he's a weird one because he was a second round pick in 2015 to the Blue Jays. Uh, still decided to go to Florida, and he ended up being a first round pick, 18th overall to the Royals. Um, I'll I'll say he made the good choice there. He's had a bit of a rough year this year. Uh, he's got a 4.85 ERA, which is like not good. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he's he's had a rough year. He's three and five in thirteen games, thirteen starts. Not great. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna breeze by this one, and and hope for the best here. Um, as we build anticipation for the football season, let's start building our bodies too. You know, yep, it's gonna be gross, but it is what it is at this point. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has eighteen delicious flavors including recent built bar champion coconut brownie chunk uh personally as we all know i've said it time and time again i'm gonna keep saying it i'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy if you're trying to eat clean but you've got a sweet tooth like i do that is no longer a problem i won't tell you what i ate today that was very not healthy (laughs) but built bar is your low calorie low sugar high protein and arguably most important, high fiber solution. You can even enjoy Bill Bar. If you're keto, remember to use the promo code LOCKED15, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. To wrap up today's show, we're going to talk about something that's pretty difficult to talk about for Florida in a positive light, and that is uh, Florida's case for linebacker U. Um... I am not going to lie to you. This is probably the most difficult one that I'll have to do. Um, I also am not going to lie to you that I excluded some names from this list as guys that are like um, like edge rushers, like DNs, outside linebackers. I excluded them from this list so that I can use them when we get to like the D-line stuff. Uh, when we get to pass rushers is when I, is when I wanted to, to uh, bring them up just because I think we've already got a better starting point there. So I'm going to try to pump up our stats a little bit there. We've got, so yeah, pretty much my case for linebacker U is just, 
one fantastic linebacker through Gator history, and the rest are just the other four guys are just Gators that I loved and that I've seen play. Um, I mean, throughout their NFL careers, and I'm going to just say I like them. So I'm bringing them up, and I'm going to talk them up a bit. I, I genuinely do not have a strong case for linebacker you, but we're going to talk about Florida's case. Uh, first up, Wilbur Marshall, 1984, 11th overall pick with the uh, Chicago Bears, 1,043 tackles in 12 seasons, which was just – that that was a lot <laughs> back then. Um I, I or okay. I will say you can make the case it wasn't as impressive because there were so many uh, running plays and so many downs getting played, but also uh, offenses were a lot slower, so time t- ticked off more, and you probably had less snaps per year. So I'm going to stick with the fact that it's more impressive. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ. He's a two-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. He's played for. Um, Washington, Chicago, Arizona, Houston, and the Jets, which is like the low light of his career. Um, not just because he played for the Jets. It was also the last year of his NFL career. Um, so yeah, he's, he was a fantastic Gator linebacker. He's a fantastic NFL linebacker. And he's easily probably, I don't want to say easily, but he's, he's probably the best. Uh, linebacker to come from Florida, off-ball linebacker to come from Florida. Um, we'll talk about the edge guys, you know, later on. Um, but for now, I'm going to keep going with this. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to roll with that one. And then other guys that we've had at Florida that I've loved, their Brandon Spikes was uh, in 2010. He was a 62nd overall pick in the second round. 349 tackles in six seasons, which... That doesn't sound like a lot at all. He dealt with a lot of injuries. He had off-field issues throughout his career. Um, he also was more of the like the leader type than a superstar. Um, with the Patriots, at least. With Buffalo, is more of a veteran presence kind of guy. Uh, tail end of his career was just... It was, it was pretty rough. He was dealing with a lot of injuries at that point. And, yeah, unfortunately, his career ended, I'll say, a bit prematurely. I was hoping that it would revive at some point but you know it, it's just one of those things where it doesn't happen it's a tough sport next up is john bostic uh 50th overall pick second round in 2013 uh 537 tackles in seven seasons he's a i don't want to say a weird case but he's definitely a fun case because of course like we talk about or i've said before nfl careers on average 3.3 years, uh, Jonathan Bostic hit his prime after his first five years were done, where he was um, not, he wasn't even like a rotation, like he was starting. Uh, with the Colts in 2017, he had just under 100 tackles. Um, with the Bears in 2013 and 14, he wasn't even a full-time starter, and he still combined for 142 tackles in those 19, in those 29 games. Um and then with Washington, the past two years, he's just been a man possessed compared to what we're used to from him. Uh, he's played in those 32 games. He started 31 of them. He's had 223 tackles, uh, four sacks, which is the most he's had with any team in his NFL career. He's also had 12 quarterback hits. Um, yeah, he, he, he's been a freak. Uh, he's also had two of his three career interceptions in the past two years. So Jonathan Bostic is like a very weird case where 
he's hit his NFL prime right now, but he's 30 years old. I actually might make a whole segment one of these days just to talk about that. And then in 2017, uh, I'm going to buzz through these two because I know I've taken up a lot of your time today. But in 2017, we had Gerard Davis was the 21st overall pick to the Lions. Alex Anzalone was, a thir- was the 76th overall pick, third round to the Saints. Um, Jared Davis, of course, started with the Lions, recently signed with the Jets. Alex Anzalone started with the Saints, recently signed with the Lions. Um, and that that's just like, I, I didn't even notice that, honestly, until just now that Alex Anzalone, same draft as Jared Davis, uh, left the Saints to pretty much replace Jared Davis. Um, but yeah, there's Jared Davis, 305 tackles in four seasons. Alex Anzalone, 123 tackles in four seasons, which is like, wow, that is a very low number. But Alex Anzalone, dating back to, I believe, high school, I know in college, but I believe high school too, has been someone who struggled with injuries. It's been four years. He's played 38 games. Um, and he's had two years where he's played all 16 games. So in the other two years, he's played six games combined. So he struggled with injuries. He struggled to stay on the field. Hopefully with a new role in Detroit, he'll be able to kind of, I don't want to say tough it out. Hopefully he'll be able to, he'll stay healthy now. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me Wednesday. I'm still not going to commit to anything because I'm still trying to nail down those interview dates. So you're going to keep hearing that from me. Uh, Once again, (laughs) once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with whole nine sports. It is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Dolphins hosted by Kyle Krabs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Catch Kyle every day as he brings you the latest on the Miami Dolphins as we get ready for the NFL season. Today on the Lockdown Today podcast, can the Clippers follow in the Bucks' footsteps? Um, doubt. I'll say that. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Lockdown Today podcast. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.